The highs and lows of stock markets are often compared to a roller coaster ride. One minute you're on top of the world and making a profit, and the next it could all come crashing down and you start panic selling. Knowing how to keep our emotions in check while trading is an essential skill that investors need to learn, regardless of their experience. As legendary investor Warren Buffett once said, the most important quality for an investor is temperament, not intellect. So what strategies can we use to control our emotions while investing? Welcome to Pocketful of Dirhams. I'm Felicity Glover, the personal finance editor at The National. Joining me today is trading expert Matthew Carstens, Director of Product Experience at Neo Broker Amina, who's here to talk about his best tips on how we can keep our emotions in check while trading. But before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your favourite podcasting app. Welcome to Pocketful of Dirhams, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So, um, so tell me, what range of emotions do investors typically feel when trading? I mean, to me, it seems like it's a roller coaster, depending on where the markets are up or down. Well, that depends on if you're long or short, <laughs> if it's up or down. But um, the range of emotions is honestly all of them. Um, <laughs> it's uh, fear, anger, joy, excitement, probably even boredom if that's a, a, an emotion. So um, it is a roller coaster. So it really depends on like your plan at a time and, and where you're at with that and, and honestly how much risk you have on a position. Absolutely. So I also, I mean, from my experience, and I have to relate this to last year's bear market, it's, it is difficult to keep negative emotions at bay, you know, when markets are down. And the past month also hasn't been that great either. What strategies do you use to stay positive or to keep your emotions in check? Yeah, I mean, um, one of it is, I mean, gets into leverage and risk size and things of that nature. But in general, just taking a step back, uh, understanding, you know, why are you in this position in the first place? So markets can be down, positions can be down, but it, like, did your thesis did your thesis change yet or not? So if uh, if not, you're okay. If something material changed, then of course um, maybe it's time to reevaluate the situation. Um, it really is um, taking a broader view and understanding where you're at in this position and what's going on in the world, and if something material changed. Also, honestly, you know, be careful with social media. <laughs> Uh, you got to be careful of that one because that one will uh, really hijack your emotions. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that um, herd mentality uh, is not a very good um, attitude to have when you when you're trading or investing. Yeah, correct. Um, so it can be used as an advantage for you because obviously going against the herd creates some opportunities in the in the right situation. But um, but in general, don't let it uh, you know take over your brain, take over your body. Yeah, no, absolutely. You've you've also said um, in a in an op-ed that we're running uh, that you wrote um, recently for us that planning ahead and strategizing is one way to navigate the emotions while trading. Can you explain to our listeners how they can do that? Yeah, sure. So there's you know there's a myriad of ways to plan a strategy. Uh, there's tactical analysis. There's fundamental analysis. There's everything in between. So really, it's like, what is your objective in this trade um, based on a certain strategy that you might have learned um, anywhere on the internet, honestly? Um, it really, from my opinion, is it really doesn't matter the strategy so much. It's more about 
the risk management behind it. Um, so anything can kind of make money. I actually think of even like baseball players, you know, like really good, like world-class baseball players are, you know, they're, they're right three out of 10. Um, so it's don't get stuck into this. Like I gotta be right all the time. Uh, and that'll, that'll actually hurt you really bad. And so just understand like, again, what is your objective? What are you willing to lose in a trade? Set that up ahead of time, plan that. If you know what you're willing to lose before you get in, um, so I'm willing to lose $100, but I'm willing to, you know, I'm going for $300 or I'm willing to lose $1,000 and I go for uh, $3,000, something like that. You're already like um, preset your body to understand like what is the worst case scenario so you can control kind of what happens next. It's not a surprise. You really never want surprises. Or if there is a surprise, you can be prepared for it. What sort of surprises could um, send our emotions plummeting downwards, do you think? Uh, news events of any kind. Um, it could be if you're in a stock, a CEO steps down. It could be a merger. It could be a new government regulation. It could be an economic indicator that changes. It could be like things that you would never think of. COVID out of nowhere, right? So. Anything that changes the narrative, which always happens, um, you need to be prepared for. And so you need to have that in your plan that, hey, this is my, again, this is my thesis right now. This is where I think things are going. This is how much risk I'm willing to take on this position. But I know that everything can change and I need to be adaptive and kind of have a mandible mind as things move forward. So it kind of gets in the difference between investing and trading. But in general, know that things change and that you have to adapt to that as long as you understand, like, what, again, stepping back and where, where am I at? Um, why am I in this to begin with? Does this news event actually um, materially like, change that thesis? Or is it like a short-term anomaly that'll probably just, uh, you know, kind of roll over until the next news event comes out? And maybe I can use this as an opportunity to get in at a lower price. Uh, or not, or it is time to to make a change. Yeah. So I'm just thinking we're talking about how news and events can can influence various things. Can we flip back a little bit to say, you know, a major black swan event, global financial crisis, Lehman Brothers? I mean, a lot of people panicked at that time and, you know, sold everything and lost, you know, pretty much everything that they'd invested. How would you how would you suggest that um, traders investors uh, would react to a black swan event such as that? I mean, you're human, so you're going to be scared and worried. Like, it's not like you're you don't think it's going to be superhuman and everything's okay. So it's very natural. It really gets into um, you know are, are you diversified? What is your long term plan? Um, like, what is your goal? Again, if you take a step back and look at the long-term time horizon, in most cases, that's probably decades yet for investors, then this is going to be okay. You know, if you're in equities, if you look at a long-term chart in equities, they go up and to the right. They're basically geared to do that. Um, so I'm talking like generally and a lot of diversifying and maybe like an index or an ETF or something like that, or even large cap stocks. So um, it all just is, is understanding again, like where are you at? This is, a, uh, this is a material change. If I have my protection set, if I'm in a trade, 
uh, then I'm going to be okay. I might take a ding, but I can be okay. I don't have to be in a trade. So I can get out. I can sit in my hands for a while until I can reevaluate the situation. That's a big one. You don't have to be in a trade. Like a cash position is a position. And so if something really bad is going on in the world and nobody knows what's happening, that scares people and people take their money out. So there's stages of that. And so if you are able to get out in an earlier stage, if that makes sense, or if you have a stop loss that, you know, took you out for a good reason, because you planned for that ahead of time, then you'll be okay. And then you can, again, wait and find it maybe an opportunity that presents itself that could be 30 minutes from that time. It could be, you know, a week, it could be months, and sometimes even like a year or more. So um, it's, um, it, that's okay. It's, again, it's that pre-planning ahead of time and, and your time horizon in front of you of what's your objective and, and how do you get there. Mm, okay. So would you say it's a lot about emotional intelligence? Oh, great question. Um, I always say um, EQ is greater than IQ. Uh, that's like my, uh, I love it. Uh, I think it's very much <laughs> uh, emotional intelligence is, is massive in trading, um, especially active trading, because it's like trading is like the ultimate game. It's constantly, it's constantly there to challenge you in every possible way. Um, the market is, you know, it's, it's a bunch of, it's, it's basically emotions on paper trading. Uh, that's when you're looking at a chart, right? And so you're in a, in a crowd um, and you're trying to, in one sense, outsmart the crowd, but in another sense, it's just trying to keep your wits and think about things in a way that is rational when maybe the market is not. So I definitely think EQ can completely hijack, or I'm sorry, EQ can protect you from getting completely hijacked in a trade. Um, where IQ, you can be the smartest person in the room, but if you're irrational, it doesn't matter. It's completely will wipe that out. But if you're not even a really good trader, but you have a plan to keep your emotions in check, I say that in jest a little bit, but you know, you have good EQ, you can outperform the smartest person in the room. That's my opinion. One of my favorite investors is Warren Buffett. And he once said the most important quality for an investor is temperament and not intellect. So I totally uh, see where you're coming from uh, with mm -hmm. that, that EQ is much more important. Yeah, that's great. I didn't know he said that. That's good. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I um, follow a lot of what he says. I try to follow what he says as well. Um, you know, don't panic, um, remain well, calm, hold for the long term. You know, it's not, it's not about, you know. Yeah, I was just going to say that that guy, he knows how to hold for the long term. Like he's, that's completely understanding what are you in? What is your plan? What is the long-term thesis and how much, um, like he's, he's definitely not in the trade for like, you know, three months. <laughs> so this also, I mean, mm -hmm. it also brings me to panic selling. Would panic selling be the worst case scenario when dealing with your emotions? Um, you know, when investing in equities? I don't know. So, I'm, so in the financial markets, when you say things like worst and best, it's kind of an absolute. And <laughs> we've been trained as players, never absolutes. <laughs> so I don't know about worst, but I can tell you that um, you, you never want to be a forced seller. You never want to be forced to do anything. So it's it's way up there. Uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're forced to do something, um, that's a very bad spot to be in. And um, it's, uh, yeah, you, that's a panic sell, right? So that's that's terrible. And, and usually that happens because you're fighting this thing, this ego in your head about being right. 
you change your trend line, you know, everybody has the best trend line in the world. So my trend line is better than your trend line. Um, so it's, it's not about being right. Um, you, you got to understand that. Uh, that's a, it's a big one and uh, don't be a forced seller. Yeah, no, absolutely. And finally, what other tips do you have for investors to stay away from that emotional roller coaster ride when they're trading? I mean, the first right off the top of my head, it would be don't use leverage. Um, if you're if you're starting out, do not use leverage. It's it's like um, a cocktail for disaster. And if you're right the first time and you make money the first time you trade with leverage, you better watch out because you're just training your body. Um, it's like a sugar buzz, and um, you, you got to be really careful with that. So, first tip: don't use leverage in this day and age. You got fractional trading, especially with the money here. Um, you can trade anything for like five bucks, um, and understand and get a plan and start developing a process. So, and then like understand like, are you here to trade to have fun, or are you here to make money? Because those are two totally different things. So, if you're here to make money, money is actually boring. You need a system and a plan, and you need to stick to it. Sticking to it is very difficult. It takes a lot of time. It's into that EQ part two that we talked about. So just really understand if you want to have fun and make money, then set up two different accounts. One you're not going to play around with; it's boring, and you're going to have a nice thesis. The other one you're going to enjoy, and you know, do the meme trades and all that kind of stuff. That's a different atmosphere. Just don't just don't mix those. And um. Let's see. I guess finally, it's there's this like adage in my head called the infinite game. It's some I don't know who said this, but it's something about like you know whatever you're doing, you need to understand it. Are you doing this? It's gonna is it gonna allow you to continue? So is this trade that you're doing gonna allow you to continue? If it's not, or it can blow up real easily, basically because you're trying to have fun or you're using really high leverage, you probably don't want to do it. It's hard as that is to. Um, to do uh, or to tell yourself or you need to have really tight risk parameters uh, because um, that little greed monkey in your head will um, will creep in there sometime and blow out six months of hard work so uh, I guess those would be my tips no leverage are you here to have fun or make money and yeah you know, is what you're doing going to continue to play the game thank you this week to Matthew Carstens from Neo Broker Amina. If you would like advice on your personal finance issues, you can write to me at pf@thenationalnews.com. And remember, PF stands for personal finance. Please do subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your podcasting app to receive updates. And also leave us a review so we know what you think. This episode was produced by Arthur Edison and Dua Farid. And I've been your host, Felicity Glover.